Theater can simply be defined as someone performing something for someone else. Theater also refers to the space designated for said performance. The term theater can also describe the process in which live performances are created. Acting, directing, producing, designing, all fall under this umbrella of theater. But to a kid in high school, theater can mean so much more. Join us as we draw back the curtain and reveal what I like to call the magic behind the magic. This is Curtain Talk. Hey, and we're back. It is season three. Yep. Oh my God, season three of Curtain Talk. I'm CD Bryant. KB. Wait, is that my tag? No, it's not. Drama Queen. Drama CD Queen CDB. Yeah, CD Bryant is like my username to log into my computer, probably. More than likely. You <laughs> so just doxed here. yourself. I totally, yeah, yeah. I go ahead and hack all my stuff. But here I am. I got my shirt on. I can't. I have rehearsal because literally from now until February, we are full speed ahead planning for our 2023 musical disney's a little mermaid how excited are you when i saw that was the show kid you not if i had the physical ability to do so i would have done backflips off my roof nice i was hype but you're a swimmer so you can kind of relate yeah but i need water to actually perform those backflips right i need to be buoyant right (laughs) there ain't no way i'm getting this big body flipping in air no me neither but that's why i stopped doing land sports oh right (laughs) Yeah, because gravity takes over (laughs) rather quickly. (laughs) But yes, so we are here. Uh, It's literally, what, day two maybe of rehearsals. We met last week and handed out all the scripts, had a read-through, and we're going full speed ahead. We already have pre-sale going on for our tickets, which is amazing. You guys have really responded so amazingly with that. I think we had over... I want to say maybe 100 tickets pre-sold already. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. And we've only started December 1st. Yeah. Link in bio. Honestly. And if you know anyone in the cast, make sure you get the promo code from them because it is an exclusive pre-sale just for family and friends of cast and crew. Um, And public sale goes on December 17th. So if you don't really know anybody and you don't really get the hookup right away, um, or I don't know, maybe if you listen all the way to the end of the podcast, I might drop that promo code for you. Amazing. Now we got to expand our audience on our podcast because, like I said, season three. So that's crazy. It is crazy. This was all on a whim. Shout out to Jesse because she was the one that like put it in my brain. And we just started within the Heights. Yep. And it was perfect timing because it was a different time of year for us doing the high school show. And then it just carried on. People listened, people like enjoyed it. And I was like, Let's just keep doing it. Just no other school's it, doing yeah. it. Right. And I, Which still blows my mind to this day. It blows my mind, too, because honestly, I'm, I'm starting to expand and do some other podcast, pro- podcast projects with my students. Because um, it's a whole new media for people to get their information. It's easy to listen. You're riding the bus or it's riding extra the way for you to give show notes. Absolutely, like. yeah. And it's just like a little um, time capsule, just like it's described in our little bio there. So subscribe on Apple, Spotify, yes. and you'll know if you follow us on social media... When and if the podcast will be viewable on YouTube. That's right. So we see our faces here in our like little premiere video thing. So I wasn't dressed for, you know, being camera ready. <laughs> I was dressed for being rehearsal ready, but it's all right. We're going to see us in 
all different kinds of exactly. <laughs> statuses when it comes to like beginning of rehearsal, tech week madness. Uh, you're going to see us at our best and at our absolute worst. But that's okay. Just more reason to follow along. So what went into the decision? Like what, what was the process like this year as opposed to other years when you were going through shows? Yeah. Picking what, you know, this year why The Little Mermaid was going to be the show and what like kind of brought you to that conclusion of like this group of kids that I'm suspecting are going to be back. And then whoever comes along for the ride as well that may be new, which we have a lot of new faces yeah, we as do well. Have new faces, yeah. What made you like gravitate to The Little Mermaid? Well, honestly, I do, as most of you know, I do the drama club for both middle school and high school. And a lot of the middle school titles that I do are the junior versions, and they tend to be mostly Disney titles. And Disney titles are just super popular, just through every age bracket. You've got the, you know, young at heart, you got the really young little guys that just recognize the music from the characters from the movies and whatnot. Um, and Buna High School has not done a, a Disney title since 2010, since Beauty and the wow. Beast. I, if, I, if I remember correctly, I don't think we have done a Disney title, at least since I've been here, since 2010 Beauty and the Beast. Because all of the years after that were not exclusive Disney titles. Yeah, everything I've done here, yeah. high school-wise, has not been Disney, yep. which has been since 2016. Right, right. And here we are in, in an era where, era, era, um, where... If you know, you, <laughs> you know. know. <laughs> Leave a five-star review if you know. Well, we are in that time where we don't have COVID restrictions, thankfully. So in years past, in the past two years... Um, um, you know, it was like this gray area where we weren't sure how many people we can actually fit in the auditorium. Did we have to socially distance? Do we have to limit our ticket sales? Um, and I didn't want to do that this year. And and thankfully, we were given the, the okay to not have to do any of that. So I thought this would be the time to just hit the ground running and, and do a Disney title because it brings in such a large crowd. You know what I mean? I think these kids are ready. A lot of them are returning uh, drama club members. And like you mentioned before, some of them are new, but some of them who are new, they may be new to the high school, but they're not new because they've performed at the middle school. Mm -hmm. And again, middle school has done Disney titles before. So they understand the magic. They understand the Disney, you know, allure. allure exactly. You know what I mean? So I think, I think it's a, it's a good time. I think it's a good time for a Disney title. I think it's fun and it doesn't hurt that, there's a live action movie coming out. Third few weeks time you've after? done that in my history of being yeah, here, I think. It, I know people are including starting to think the middle I do school because we did Mary Poppins in 2018 did, yep. at the middle school, and yep. then the new live action Mary Poppins came out later, like that yeah. month, I think, or like the week before. So it was right around the same I time. I'd like to say I do that heights, on purpose, but I, I don't really think I do. Maybe I do do it on, maybe a little bit. <laughs> It's an afterthought. It's I feel an afterthought. Like because like, oh, I always bring it up to you. And I'm like, yo, we got free marketing. You're like, oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> so yeah, popularity of the movie definitely is not going to hurt. It will definitely help. Um, but you know what that means? What's that? We get to do a movie review <gasps> at the right. end of the show run. Yes. Like in May, we'll all go see the movie. That's right. And then we'll have a movie review on the podcast. Right. Exactly. Because these kids never want the show to be done when it's actually done. There's always something else that they want to do. Like, we should get together as a cast and do this or do that. So this will be the after show meetup. And one of our sure. most listened to episodes of all time is us wrapping up In the Heights and our In the Heights movie That's review. That's right. Yes. That was a long one that day, wasn't it? It was about like 
three hours. Wow. Yeah, we had a lot to say so about did that. Like an hour and a half of breaking down our show and right. then the movie and then, you know, shout out uh Abuela, <laughs> Leslie Grace, <laughs> yes, you know, the exactly. whole the whole you know, Daphne Rubin Vega, like right. interacting with So us. we have to start tagging these people in yeah. the live action movie. Yeah. We need to get some uh get our name out there. What do you think? You can help us do yeah. that? You gotta help us do that. Basically, you Dobby just Diggs, come on the podcast. That'd be amazing, right? Oh my gosh, we could talk White about whale. everything. <laughs> White whale. So yeah, no so, oceanic pun yeah. intended. <laughs> oh god, we're gonna hear a lot of those fish puns, I'm sure, because there's a ton of them in the show, and yeah, it's just it's bound to happen. So over we apologize under, in advance. Over under on the amount of times we call something a thingamabob. Oh my gosh, or a uh, um, my guest lent. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> All right. We're one episode in and we already have We're like two of them. Season form. Dude, I can't. But yeah, so here we are. We're excited. It's good. it's gonna be quite a time. Um we literally have cast members showing up today and they're uh, going over some of their solos. Um, we're meeting with, well, actually they're meeting with me. They're going to be meeting with Corey, our assistant director, assistant choreographer. Um, we have a new choreographer on staff. It's Miss E. Uh, she's our dance teacher here at the high school and she's able to come on board with us this year, uh, because we, because we need her expertise. I'm not a tap dancer. I, I took one year of tap. Um, and I literally know like one combination. That's it. And, and that was, that's one more than I know. Listen, it was many, many moons ago. So that one thing that I'm sticking to, I can't use over and over again for a four minute song. So I needed to reach out for some help. Um, so yeah, so Miss E is going to be contributing her, uh, expertise to our show. <laughs> e expertise. E expertise. That's right. Uh, and we have Miss Baker returning as our music and vocal director. Uh, super excited about that because these kids, they got a ton of music to learn and uh, it's going to be nice because they uh, they got some tight harmonies in there they have to do. So I know that's um, one of the things that Ms. Baker likes to focus her attention on and make sure they sound great. Um, and our goal this year, once again, is to have a live orchestra. But we need your help. <laughs> live orchestras, um, I guess as the name suggests, it actually has live people. <laughs> And live people like to get paid for their services. So, um, do, you, do you have a guess as to how big this orchestra is? Did I tell you? I don't know if you gave me an exact number, but ha having seen a performance of The Little Mermaid in the past, yep. it's a lot. It's a lot. I think we're up to maybe like a 15 or 16 Just think of that whole orchestra. percussion intro. Whole xylophone Love timpani. <laughs> bing, bang, boom. The like. strings, yes. And we have to have strings. Like Sebastian actually says it in his song. Right. We need strings and winds and words. Oh, that's another person that's showing up tonight is Waylon. Waylon is our Sebastian. Yes. Yeah. We got to go over that uh, little Jamaican accent. Yes. He was so concerned about that, bless his heart. He was just like, um, during the read-through uh, last time we met, I'm just going to read it regular, Ms. Bryant. I just I don't want to mess up the, the accent. I said, we'll work on it. We'll work on it. So, um, so yeah, he's he's committed to getting that just right and, you know. I'm making it happen on stage, so I I'm excited. Wait that I'm so excited. Should we talk about our cast list? We should talk about our it cast list. It is on our list. Instagram. Yes, it's definitely on the Instagram, so make sure you follow. And um, we also have TikTok. I know you're not a TikToker. I know. But listen, I, I got young kids. Yet, I got young kids in this cast, and they we've, love we've doing the TikToks. We've got our Ariel, who is like TikTok extraordinaire. TikTok extraordinaire, and a thousand speaking percent. Speaking of TikTok, um, <laughs> oh my God, the time. Mike, I can't with this. Oh my God, we're gonna do exclusive, exclusive interviews with the tiny mic. We should call them mini mic minutes. Mini mic minutes. <laughs> we can't. 
Can we like coin that term? <gasps> Trademark patent copyright Mini 2022. Mini Mike Minutes. I love that. I, I was going to do something fish related. I don't know. What's a small fish? Guppy Chronicles or something. <laughs> Why does that sound like a Disney Channel original <laughs> show? Hey, just I don't know. Maybe we should coin that too and get paid. We just pitch a Little Mermaid like series on Disney Guppy Plus. Chronicles. Just follows Flounder and his friends. I Flounder and friends. It. There Flounder it is. Friend. There it is. Disney. There's a spinoff. I love it. And then the the big crossover is just Flounder meets Nemo. Wow. Like Jimmy Two Neutron and Jimmy Turner. Underwater animation styles. <laughs> Listen, Disney could do anything. They'll exactly. combine it and just make it amazing. So yeah, so we got we got a lot of things in store. We're so excited. This is our literal like premiere episode for season three. Um, we definitely got to talk about our cast, but um, I also I also have to meet with our cast. So I have to make sure that Corey's here, get them started. Um, so I might have to take a little pause here and return to the podcast real quick. So in the meantime, bang, bang, we could probably plug in one of our little um soon to be ad plots that we have which may or may not be in the description of the podcast it should be because it is on our website so if it's on our website want to inquire yes you can have literally a 15 second or 30 second or 60 like second, or 60 second oh do we have a 60 second i think so Oh wow, that's a I whole think that minute. That's in the platform. That's a whole minute talking about your you um what. business or, you know, ad retention. People listen to the 1 minute ads People if they're creative. People listen. Yeah, exactly. And we get creative. I was going to say we we can make it creative for you. Yeah. So if you support our podcast, if you support our program, you support our show, um whole tier list in the description. Yeah, you can make magic. You can and help us website. make the magic happen on stage. So there. We'll give you the info. You can have a whole dingle hopper. <laughs> That's what I should have called one of the sponsorship tiers. The Dingle Hopper tier. That'll give you like a shout out at the end. I don't know. All right. So let me check in with my cast and I will be right back with you. In the meantime, uh, yeah, click that link and check out our info on our website. Three days later. And three days later, we're back. <laughs> three days, okay? The crazy month of December. And this is why we started early. Like, usually we're auditioning in December. I said, no, 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 not this year. We are ripping and running this year because we are going to be busy, busy getting this magical extravaganza on the stage. So welcome back to Current Talk. I don't think I've ever said that, but that's what happens when... We do it remotely. Right. <laughs> yeah, we so have now technology. We do. And before we were like literally side by side in the same room. And now we are literally in two different locations. We I went on I, our Doctor Strange mode and <laughs> traveled through the multiverse of technology. Add the special effect in here. <laughs> Love it. So, so when we, we last left. Yes. We need to talk about the amazing cast that... Um, was magically put together these um amazing kids came out and blew our mind with their amazing vocal ability their acting chops and we even got some dancers in there and like i said i'm excited to have miss e on board and a lot of them are in miss e's class 
So they're going to be working double time, making sure that they get all their little five, six, seven, eights intact for opening night. So, yeah. So we're going to give some shout outs for our cast. I guess we can go. Can we go in order, like age order? Yeah, let's go in age order. Yeah, start with our Froshies. We only have one freshman this year. It's crazy. Which is kind of crazy. But, yeah, um, we have Aurora Esquilin. She's going to be in our ensemble. Uh, if you recognize the name Esquilin, yeah, we got another Esquilin. We'll talk about her later because she's a senior. Um, but yeah, so we have our probably only sibling combination this year. Yeah. yeah. In years past, we've had quite a few siblings. We've had cousins. Cousins, yeah. Okay, so this we still yeah, do. Was... Still do oh, have we cousins. Do. Yeah, we have cousins. Well, I feel I feel like I'm related to everybody, so <laughs> and they're all my children. I am mom. Hi, mom. Yes, exactly. <laughs> or Titi Carmen, as they affectionately yes. call me. Shout but out yes, Eddie we Morgan. do. Oh my God, that was the OG, the OG Eddie Morgan with the Titi Carmen. But yes, yeah, so we have um, we have our set of siblings. Uh, first half of that was Aurora in our ensemble, and then our sophomores are the next in line here. I think they probably have the the maybe the. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, we have more seniors than anybody else. But yeah, they're like the next biggest group. So let's go with our sophomores. Um, first off is Kylie Sack. So Kylie's making it on the stage finally this year. I'm so excited for her. Um, Kylie has done our crew for shows past. And she also helped with the one acts. But she's in Miss E's dance class. And Miss E was like, yo, you need to be on stage. So yeah, I think she's... Uh, She's super excited to be on stage this time. And I think she's going to be in that um, crazy uh, under the sea number with everyone going wild as little fishies. So I don't know. She might have a little solo in there. We shall see. Who else do we have? Uh, we have Gigi, Giovanni. G- Gigi is coming from, us, coming from us. Coming from us. I can't talk. Coming to us from the middle school. She did Moana last year. Moana Junior. She was one of our ancestors. And... Stage crew last year as well for uh, Adam's family. Oh, that's right. Yes. So now we have her gracing the stage this year as uh, one of our ensemble. And I think she's going to be in that tap number with the seagulls, which is super exciting. Absolutely Um, crushed it in Moana last year, by the way. Yeah, really, really did. I loved what she did in Moana last year. So I was excited to see her come out uh, for this year's show when she um, auditioned. Uh, then we have Gabby, Gabrielle Roberti. She is also another Moana Junior alum. She was our Grandma Tala. Another fantastic role. Another fantastic role, yes. And um, I'm trying to think. Oh, I was talking to Gabby the other day, and I, I mentioned to her. Well, I didn't mention. I asked her. I said, well, what did you sing in choir? We were talking about vocal parts or whatever. And she looked at me. She was like, I never sang in choir. And I was like, girl, like with a voice like that, you never sang in choir. I said, here we are. We're going to develop that beautiful voice of you. So super happy to have her on board. Then we have, I'm like, I'm checking off my list as we go. Cause I don't want to forget anybody. Um, we have Grace Macedo. Grace. I, I asked her, she, I asked her in the chat. If she was a sophomore. Grace is new to our district. And I, I didn't even think to ask her what the heck grade she's in. So I want to go with sophomore. Watch me be wrong. She's um, a Sophier. Sophier, yeah. <laughs> Until further notice. There's an Until asterisk. Until further notice. She might be in cheer practice as we speak. So well, I'm, I'm going with it. We're 50-50 shot. 
I, I, it's one or the other. And I, I know she's definitely not a freshman, but I think she's a sophomore. I think so. I'm going to bet I, uh, my... On, on Monday night, I learned something new about Grace. Uh, she is heavily into the whole astrology type stuff. Really? And, like, was reading everybody's like birth charts at, <laughs> as a cast bonding situation in the hallway while Corey was doing some uh, some individual work with people, and I was Dude. just overseeing everything. And I was like, "Oh boy, <laughs> that that sounds like a future episode." I would love to hear all the combinations of who works and who doesn't work, especially when they have to do like scenes on stage together. I would be really curious um, to find that out. Hmm. All right, we'll we'll put a we'll put a pin in that for next time, and see if that works for us. All right. So after Grace, we have Remy Remington Zebedee's. I love that name. Remington. Let me let me tell you, I I was I was on pause play duty for Corey when uh, Remy was practicing the other night, dude. Yeah, Remy's our flounder, by the dude. way. Dude. Yeah. I, I was like, I don't know who you are. I don't know where this Remy came from. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I was on the floor blown away by, like, what was coming out of those pipes. Yeah, super excited for Remy. I think having Remy as Flounder, I just, I love her. I love her spoken voice and I love her singing voice. And I think it just epitomizes what Flounder really you know, kind of represents in the show, just represents youth and just that openness to, you know, want to be friends with everybody, including Ariel. So I just think that's that's one of the instances where I think the actor really emulates the character. And per sources, uh, close to the situation, Remy uh, was able to belt on Monday night. So Oh, really? Mm, okay. I'm going to stretch those pipes there. I'm excited for that. All right, so two more sophomores. Sophomores. I have to say it like that so I spell it correctly. Because I don't know if you know how to spell sophomore, but there's two O's. No, three O's. Sophomore. Yeah, three O's. See, yeah. there you go. Almost misspelled it again. All right, so next we have Sabrina. We're going to go with Sabrina next. Now, Sabrina was in Moana Jr. She was another one that came from the middle school. Now, remember, the whole unique thing with Moana Jr., because I'm saying sophomore, but it was last year's show. Moana should have been like the previous previous year's show which technically would have been their eighth grade year mm -hmm. so they were allowed to participate as freshmen so like when I say when I mention people like Giovanni um, and, and Gabby and Sabrina they did Moana as freshmen because essentially they they technically should have been uh, eighth graders when they right. performed it but yeah so she's she's one of our Moana junior alumni and she wanted to challenge herself like her whole Did thing lights was, for adam's family last year yeah too. like she was all about lights never once mentioned anything about hey i want to be on stage and blah 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 so when she came out for moana it was kind of like oh i don't know i don't really know what i'm doing like this is kind of hard and you know i got to memorize all these lines she was kind of nervous but once she got the hang of it she was like yo i i like this i, I think i'm gonna do the show next year and here we are little mermaid comes around auditions come around and literally blew me away with the audition song, her, the 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 acting in her audition, and I was like, it kind of it kind of tweaked my perception of her, and I was like, how about you try for Ursula? And um, I I don't I don't know how else to describe it, but I just have to say the voice, the voice is what sold me, sold me three thousand percent. 
That poor unfortunate soul. That poor unfortunate soul. And then she's already asking, am I going to have to wear this? And I'm going to have to do makeup like this and the costume and that? Yes, 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 all the above. But let me tell you what, the voice is there. And I, I can't wait for people to hear the pipes on this chick. And Sabrina just brings good vibes too. Like she's a very like positive vibes person to be in a yeah. cast. Like, like in in for people listening who may not like have that experience, like in a locker room for sports or something. Like you need that like glue guy type of person, that positive yeah. vibes, like locker room like boost. Sabrina's that. Like she's a shot in the arm. Like gives the morale boost to everybody. And I'm very Absolutely. happy she's part of this cast. Yeah, I'm very, very excited. She, she likes working with everybody. Everyone likes being around her. And I think it just, like you said, adds a great vibe to the entire cast. So next up is, well, should I say, well, next up is, I got to ask him a little accent, um, is Waylon as Sebastian. Phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Sebastian, and Seb- listen to me, Sebastian. Sebastian is a character that is so recognizable and i think waylon knows what's kind of like on his shoulders now to put that character on stage and he's already thinking well i gotta work on the accent i want to make sure it's right like like even rehearsing his songs the other day he's like well i'm not gonna do it with the accent just yet let me learn the song first then i can work on it so he already he's already coming to rehearsal with like a strategy which i love um and i mentioned to him yesterday that i got in touch with a friend of mine we're going to shout out a little friend of mine here um, who actually played Sebastian. And I'm going to have him work with uh, Waylon on his accent, his diction, and, of course, the you know all the songs that he has to sing. So shout out to Dom, Dominic Barnes. Yes, I reached out to him the other day, and he was like, I would love to work with Waylon. So, you know, for those of you who know Dom, he's come out countless number of times to help us out with costumes. Can you hear that random announcement? Of course you do. Yes. Feature, featuring the announcements. Featuring the announcement for our after school club. And they're all going to all different places. And of course we have to announce that because nobody knows where they're going because the school is so big. And hang up. Fantastic. Okay. Yeah, D- Dom was part of my first show too. With you. Yes. Yeah. So he, he's come out, like I said, helped with costumes uh, for one year. He helped with the audition process. He was on the audition panel. Um, backup vocals. Backup vocals were in the, for, um, oh my God, bring it on. Absolutely. Yep. So, so he's helped in many, many facets of our production. So that was another name that I needed to bring out there. Cause he's, he's definitely going to be a, a huge resource. Um, especially having already played the role before, so he'll be able to give Waylon what he needs. As far Waylon's as- on his live action grind too, because I saw that that beautiful head of hair he's got now, and he's looking like Davi Diggs. Listen, you need to do like a side by side picture, because you know we have our you know our, our epic you know picture of Waylon like this. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. So of course featuring the locks. Um, we, we, we gotta we gotta compare them because he was so like you know, the clean cut and the you know gelled up do and now like you said it's just it's came and the, see his face the luscious curly locks I call them completely different look and I love it I think it's great it's great for him it's great for the character so yeah that's a, um, that's exciting yes so I think that wraps up our sophomores now moving on to our juniors and check them off the list all right. First up, I have Isabella. 
Isabella is new to our drama club, but she's not new to the stage. This girl's been dancing for like her whole life. I think she came out the womb dancing. Um, so she, I believe she's also in some of Miss E's class classes. She dances outside of school. So she's definitely going to be utilized in, in an amazing way on stage. And she's one of our MERS sisters because um, she's got some pipes too. So I'm excited about that. Uh, another junior we have is Lorena. Lorena Birdie. loves the stage. Yeah. <laughs> Lorena loves the stage because she's another drama kid returning to us. She's a dancer. Um, and L Lorena's, I, well, not, I won't say Lorena's claim to fame, but Lorena's mom's claim to fame is that she can really, really cook. And, and she tends to prepare food solely for Kevin Sack. And I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't right, know what people. Kevin does to get these amazing dishes prepared for him. However, I did mention to Lorena, I was like, yo, like, hello, I'm the director. Like, it's a long day. You know, I was kind of giving her the sob story. Literally, what does she show up with the next day? Plate of food for Mrs. Bryant. So excited. Yes. Kevin but Sack, yes. white people. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, that's all, that's all out of love, too. If you're a new listener, like, Kevin and I have this, like, love love hate relationship that's very different than a love hate relationship and the hate is not really hate it's just like uh little brother syndrome if you will yeah seriously and i love how little brother when you're like literally eye to eye and you're like yeah. six feet tall of course but yeah so lorena's returning um and all the kids are already asking if lorena's mom's gonna be returning because she's amazing at hair amazing she's about to be in the she about to be in the kitchen with chef louis <laughs> Could you imagine? We're going to change the script. We're not having seafood. We're having taquitos. Done. <laughs> Done. We're changing it. We're, we're adding a little culture <laughs> to the mermaid. I love it. All right. Moving on. So our next uh, junior is going to be Elise. Elise has been in my theater class for a number of years. She's been on the drama club stage. Um, she was an ancestor in Adam's family. She did our slam poetry presentation that we did last year for Black History Month. Like, like Elise has completely come out of her shell. She 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 likes the challenge. Um, she recently performed in our one acts. Uh, she played a lawyer and she was a very convincing lawyer. So again, I'm excited to have her back. Uh, she, she's always been a little weary about like, Oh, I don't, I don't know about musicals. Like I, I like to act, but I don't know about musicals. I said, girl, we got you. And, and she, she comes to rehearsal ready to work. And I just, I love her. She's a, she's a beautiful spirit. I love to have her around. Next we have Vincent. I'm gonna go with Vincent, Mr. Chef Louis himself. So Vinny's thing, have you talked to Vinny about his, his, his role yet? Uh, not too in depth. Okay, so so there's this thing that Chef Louis does. He does this like operatic, like solo before his song Les Poissons, and Vinny is adamant. He's like, I want to do that opera part. I, I want to do that that part vocally, and I want to sound good. I said, well, Go for it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what what I'm gonna say? No. Like, of course I want to. I will have you try to do it. But I think he says it to me that he wants to try it more so to convince himself than to convince me. I'm like Vinny, you got this again. He's like, all right, I think I think I want to try it. I, th I think I want to try it. Vinny, I think that's how Bre Vinny's brain works. Though. Like <laughs> he he needs to vocalize it to another person, and then and this it's is real. not a bad thing at all. He needs to vocalize it to somebody else and get that like 
reaffirmation from that person that he is confiding in that he has right. a lot of trust in and, and then he's like him. he's like all right let's do this exactly and i told him that i said Vinny, you got it like you got the pipes you can do it now we might have to teach you a couple of techniques and you know how to do the placement properly and everything and i told him you know miss baker got all that and like you got this we got time so uh yeah be be ready for a little operatic you know vocalization from Vinny. i'm excited about that all right, next we have Emily. Emily, love Emily. Emily is one of our returning uh, theater class kids and drama club kids. She cheers, she dances, she sings, like super, triple, quadruple threat, everything. Um, she's one of our Mer sisters. And I have to say, she's the sassiest Mer sister. Because I was going through, because I'm a part of like these Facebook groups with like other directors who've done the little memory and stuff like that. And I recently came across a post, someone was asking, you know, what the variation of the Mer sisters were, like what kind of characters you you created them to be, like who was the nerdy one, who was the younger one, who was the older one, all that stuff. And they called Emily's Mer sister, uh, who was Aquata, as kind of like the the drama queen of the sisters. Like she's the oldest and she's kind of maybe a little more bossy. So I love the fact that she ended up with Aquata. And we didn't we didn't give her that. It was like we didn't know that going into assigning the roles. We were more concerned about the vocalization. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I met with Baker and I was like, okay, so let's look at the vocal ranges. Let's see where the vocal ranges lie, who has to be alto, who has to be soprano. So that's where they fell as far as vocally. Then when we started reading the lines, they were like, yo, why quite a little sassy with Ariel? Like she got these little like quick one-liner things with a little attitude. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm happy Emily ended up in that role because I can't wait for the sass. I can't wait for the sass. And, I love and it. For anybody who doesn't know Emily, like that's the complete opposite of her yes. like true self. Completely flipped on its head. And I can't wait to see how she attacks <laughs> that. Also, shout out to the goat, her dad, JSAP. Yes, JSAP has been all over the social media with our athletes and all the pictures he does for the district. Like, yeah, he's 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 got top tier status in Buna District. We love him. All right. And who did I, oh, who did I leave out? One, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, my kid. <laughs> he's a junior. I don't want to believe it, but he's a junior. So we have Caden. Caden uh, is Prince Eric. We forgot two people. Who do we forget? We didn't talk about Leo. Leo. Oh, Leo's on my list. No, Leo's a senior. Oh, I'm, I'm just gonna. That's the episode, everybody. <laughs> I'll see myself out. It's been fun. <laughs> it's been real. I know. Listen, we lost a year with COVID, so everything's like just weird. Oh. Uh... Watch Grace text me back and be like, "Up, oh, Miss Brian, I'm a senior." Like uh... it'll completely rip well, everything. That would that would I. Not that I want to lose Grace after just a one and done, but it would, it would continue the tradition of the one and done that the we lost senior. this year. I know. That's insane. I feel like we need to find somebody to go on like uh, Brandon Catelli's mode and come in three weeks until we open and learn the entire script. Don't and... even say that. Knock on wood. Knock on everything. Knock on everything. Listen, there's 22 kids in this cast. It's going to stay that way. <laughs> If not, I might have to go on as a nerd <laughs> sister. Good Lord that, of mercy. That's like a that's a mega platinum senior. <laughs> mega platinum? <laughs> like thrice removed. 
you already oh, did yeah. your you already did your super senior for Dude, uh, Christmas several Carol. times, several times. Oh my gosh, I thought I had to go on for the one X. That's a different episode. Oh my god, that's the bonus episode that y'all gotta subscribe. That's to. the after the, show. The, the after after show. The Please after donate four ninety nine plus tax and. Uh, <laughs> You'll get the after show. We need a Patreon for that. Email to you. I <laughs> love it. All right. So, yeah. So, so going back to Caden. All right. So, here's Caden, Prince Eric. Um, this was th- – this is this is so strange for me because I make it a point to, to have multiple people on the audition committee – because it, like, I, I don't want to have the entire decision on my shoulders. I told these kids I was like up at all wee hours of the morning. The, the text message thread between all four directors, because now, like you said, we have Baker, me, E, Corey, like just the conversation back and forth, back and forth. I, I completely delete myself from the conversation when it comes to my kid. Like Kendall's been in my shows, Kyra's been in my shows. Here comes Caden. He's he's the the third. Face you know. been in your shows. I, know. <laughs> I got just I just throw all my kids on the stage. Just here, we live here. You're part of the world. So um so yeah I I, I see what you did myself. there. I see what you did there. We talked about the puns. You know they're gonna be everywhere. But yeah, so I so I did that purposefully. Um. And he just, yeah, he he ended up with Prince Eric. It was it was the vocals, um, you know. It doesn't hurt that he's six two, so like just the stature of him, you know. Here I'm the prince, um, but we saw Caden in in the Heights, completely, totally different element of him. Like I I was even shocked as his mom that he learned all of the lyrics performed all of the lyrics the the mishap with the music and i'm just going to keep on going with the lyrics like was super the, vulnerable on stage yeah like, like the the tender moments he had with abuela and and nina and just i was like wow like as a freshman and then last year for adams he was just like the funny guy ancestor like we even got like we were we were adjudicated by uh paper mill playhouse for rising star awards last year first year we ever did it and one of the comments we got and the kids know i shared all the comments with them uh shout out to the cavemen <laughs> whoever that was who pretended to eat bugs off of other characters on stage i swear to god it's that literally was, what it said that was one of my favorite moments during show night was having like conversational like plotting and scheming with Caden and Jaden like all right what are we yes. doing tonight what are we what, doing tonight right we literally huddled up around from everybody else got away from everyone I was like all right what's the plan we named exactly. it an operation like <laughs> I love it but and that's the thing so like he's, he's not afraid of the stage he's not afraid of the attention and sometimes even the stuff he does in rehearsals is like at like a seven or eight but then when the like it comes to showtime and the lights and the audience is there he'll take it to like a 12 like the old the closing night he's like jumping on the bed as it's being rolled off the stage like like the kid just comes out of nowhere with half the stuff so um so when the opportunity came around to do mermaid um he was just he, he came into the audition he was like well i don't really have a preference just you know wherever you need me but then the boy opens his mouth and then you're like oh my god like wow so um I like I said I I'm I'm excited to uh to have everybody 
uh, see the show and then to see what see what the kids got, you know, because you only heard him rapping in the Heights. You didn't really hear him sing much, but he, he going to be singing. One of the comments that uh, the entire cast that was there on Monday night made was, yo, Caden, I didn't know you could sing like that. Caden's response, neither did I. <laughs> It's like, bro, I didn't even know I could do that. <laughs> well, because the one year he was in choir, um, he sang baritone. So, yeah, he wouldn't have been singing in those ranges. He would have been, you know, just right right there on the bottom, nice and, you know, keeping the foundation of the, of the you know, vocals together. But Prince Eric is not a baritone. He's not a bass. He up there. Like, he's got, like, tenor range. So that was, like, our you know, our nervous gripe going into it. We're just like, yo, who's going to be able to hit these notes? Like, we're not going to transpose every song because, you know, we don't have someone to sing it. Um, but he, he sang it, like, effortlessly. So I was like, wow, like, I don't know he could sing like that either. <laughs> I mean, I hear him singing in the, in the back of the car to, like, Bruno Mars or whatever. So I'm just like, okay, but to actually put it on stage? Uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. And everyone else should be excited, too. Yes. So I think I think we're good with our freshman, sophomore, junior. Should we like mic drop on the seniors? No, because I don't want to talk about them being seniors. So. Wait a minute, got my tissues. Yes, but I actually drew like my little masks on there because I don't want people stealing my stuff. Look, see, it's mine. <laughs> Studio three hundred one with my name on it. But yeah, this this listen. If you're gonna make any donation to the show, can you please donate some like tissues? Because this is gonna be. A train wreck. This is going to be a train wreck. Like, this is... Would you stop making announcements? We're trying to talk about people we love. (laughs) And I can't mute it, unfortunately. But, like, how many... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight seniors. That I I personally have been with since Jump Street. Right. Since Jump Street. Like, we're talking... Uh, into the woods, Jump Street. Wow! With two of these, at least <gasps> yes! two of these, actually. Oh my god! Are like my my final voyage of Into the Woods. We're talking. You want to talk about years. agony? Seven years of these kids since sixth grade. Some of them, yes. Oh my god! All right, I can't. We're having an emotional <laughs> moment here. Having an emotional. Have a good moment. night, everybody. Great episode. <laughs> Subscribe, download, get your tickets in the link, and, and uh, get we'll your see tissues you next week. Maybe we should sell tissues at concessions because honestly, can Kleenex drop a drop a fat sponsorship. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's yeah. It's definitely gonna be a tearjerker. These these kids, and we've seen them in such wide ranges of characters we've seen them in the dramatic roles we've seen them in the comedic roles we've seen them in straight plays we've seen them in musicals we've seen them dancing we've seen them singing these kids are like top tier super talented and there's not one of them that gives less than 110 percent like we talk we talk about like some of our our favorite groups on this show all the time like we talk about 2017 with kyra selly taylor linda uh, you know, that whole group with Clarissa, Vicky, like this group is in that like discussion of like, we're going to be talking about them for the next decade because yeah. of one, how, how serious and how dedicated they've been 
to this program since they got into the mix. And then two, just like how freaking talented they are on stage, off stage, how good of humans they are. Like they encapsulate everything that you have created as this environment for the drama club. And then they just like, like you said with Caden, take it to a 12. Yeah, and they all vibe together, and they feed off of each other's energy, which I love because not that not one of them has ever dimmed their light in the presence of someone else. If anything, they're always like, take like they're challenging each other to step it up to the next level. And and like I said, it could be in any realm. It could be in the dramatic realm. It could be in the comedic. Like, how big can I make this? How dramatic can I be? That can I make this? And and they feed off of the energy of the audience. They they come up with these creative things. Like, hey, can we try this? Can we do that? And and they're always thinking like two and three pages ahead. And and you you'd like to think that you can teach that, but not everybody grasps that that, that desire to want to be more. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? And I feel like these seniors, like they want it to be their best performance. They want it to be their best experience. They they want to leave a legacy behind, and and you know they want to return and see how, what this program has you know the potential to become, and and to see them now starting off here in the beginning rehearsal process the, you, you can like the, the excitement is just you can uh, you, if you could bottle it and sell it, it we'd make millions because they're they're so excited to bring this magic to life and i just can't i can't wait i can't wait i can wait for closing night i can yeah, wait my whole life that, for that. that can go as slow as pop we need like miss minutes from loki or something just right. slow down time. <laughs> yes but yeah so God, oh my gosh, I don't even know where to begin. Let, I'm gonna start I'm gonna start with Giselle. Coming, with Giselle. Back. Coming back. Coming so, back. Hey Siri, play Return of the Mac. <laughs> I just talked to Giselle yesterday and and it was so funny because she had mentioned, like, yeah, you know, when I'm in class, like people think I'm like really quiet, but just, you know, once I'm like comfortable, I kind of come out of my shell. She was so funny on Monday night. I was <laughs> screaming. I was like, I forgot how much I missed you being around here. Right. Because she, she was came like, the thing about me is I don't run. But she was like, but I got to run to my car to bring it over to this parking lot. But the thing about me is I don't run. And she came back in like huffing and puffing, glasses <laughs> fogged up. And she was like, I ran, but. I don't run. That's not what I do. <laughs> but yeah, she's another one. She's just got so much great energy. Her and Sebastian were were laughing about something that happened in class the other day, and they were just like, you know, it's it's just gonna be what it's gonna be. That's what it is, and we're just we're just gonna move on from it. So like, her whole vibe is just positive. I just I want to have fun. I want to make memories. Um, we had her for hairspray, and I and I was you know talking to the kids with her yesterday and I said yeah you you came in like so quiet and was just kind of like hey you know you kind of like feeling her way but come like tech week and opening night for hairspray she was like come on guys let's go like the energy was just ah and we missed her last year for for Adams but I'm like I said I'm so happy she's back this is such a great show to come back to she's one of our Mer sisters um and I just yeah I just yeah I'm so happy to have her back super happy I'm oh, stoked. and I think she's going to be a tap dancing gull, too. Miss E made it very clear. She's like, can I have Giselle? I think Giselle yes. will be really good. I was like, yes. Get some tap shoes, girlfriend. You're going to be tapping. Tappity tap, tap. All right, where are we going next? We're gonna go, I want to go to my 
Love to hate. Kevin Sack. Love to hate, hate to love. The the evolution of how <laughs> Kevin just got under our skin. <laughs> we and talk I'm about saying this every that time. All out of love for everybody yes. listening. Like got <laughs> You want to talk about who's getting under our skin. Um, <laughs> Actually, shout out to Riley Bylum because she did the podcast for Moana, so she will be one of go. my members eventually. <laughs> um I mean Kevin drove us nuts during In the Heights. Like, Loka. was not yes. <laughs> not in the show, but somehow always found his way on stage. And then got on stage, was funny as all get out yep. in Adams, and now I just but, absolutely but honestly, adore him. Even a bo- even before Adams, in theater class for Christmas Carol? Yes. Like, Wow. Okay. Like, I don't know what switch flipped in his brain, too, because, like, not that, like, he wasn't funny before, but it was, like, the funny finally, like, separated from, like, the leadership, like, mm-hmm. mature-ness yeah. that needed to, like, develop inside of Kevin, and now he's got, like, that mature, like, leadership role within this group of seniors as well, along with being an absolute knucklehead. And I think everyone <laughs> needs that where like he knows now when to be that mature leader, like, hey, we need to like buckle down and like do this. And then also knows how to make us like absolutely like throw up our lungs. <laughs> that Kevin definitely has this energy where like he knows when to turn it on and off you know what I mean like he's like all right guys we, we got to focus we got to get this done um I remember even like dance rehearsals like when him and Kendall had to do the tango like they were just adamant like all right let's do it again let's try it again let's do it again. but the whole time they're like cutting up laughing so like like that's the experience you want like yeah we got to get down the business and you know you know get the stuff done and learn it and rehearse it and perfect it but like no one said it had to be a grind you know what I mean like no one said you're gonna be like yell that for two and a half hours of rehearsal it's like no we're here to have a good time but like he'll know okay all right let's get back to it let's get back to it let's get back to it and and just the, the funny things he comes up with the 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 focus he has on stage because like i said in, in christmas carol like he's you know he's learning an accent he's got lines to memorize and and just very like he, he pinpoint every single one like you know i'm gonna stand here and say this and the, the, the. so so he's very like i don't know how to say it but he's very cognizant of what needs to be done as an actor preparing for a character but at the same time he knows you know this this is a a high school experience that we need to you know enjoy and and you know have capture those little moments of fun and you know memories and stories and all that good stuff Mm -hmm. yeah but I, i just i can never forget in in the heights i was just like where'd this kid come from who is it? Who brought this kid? And then all he did was was spotlight. But he he claimed he was the best darn spotlight person in all the history of drama, and which he was. He never missed a cue or anything like that. But you could just tell he wanted to be a part of it, and he was almost mad that he was like that like he missed his opportunity, and the, this is the only way he can be a part of it. So he made sure the next year he's like, I'm taking the drama class. I'm gonna be in the drama play. I'm gonna be in the musical. And sure enough, here we are talking about Kevin and how much we love him. You got us. You got us. You suckered us in, Kevin. You, you convinced us. And he gets, like, dinner from Lorena's mom. He's a winner. He's a win-win. Yep. 
All right. Who did I just cross off? I crossed off Kevin. I crossed off Giselle. Uh, we're going to go. Oh, let's talk about John. Let's talk about John. I love John. Listen, John, the, the, <laughs> I always go back to John and freaking Christmas Carol. And I, <sighs> John works so hard on his lines and we measure him for the costume. And then lo and behold, he gets sick like the day of the show and I'm back and forth. Like I'm emailing his mom and we're trying to get, you know, clearance for him to come back. And I said, no, he's got to be out another day, but he can come in the next day. And I just remember him being so bummed and just wanting to just be a part of it. So I, I always think of John as like, he's like the steady Eddie, you know what I mean? Like he's, he's consistent. Not he, to be confused with sweaty Eddie. <laughs> different show. <laughs> But just like yeah, very consistent. Like he he comes to rehearsal, he works at it. Um, you know, he has he has his moments on stage where you know you're trying to teach him choreography, and he's just like, okay, wait, can you do that one more time? <laughs> he just he wants to get it right, and you know he wants to look his best. And I just I, I appreciate all the work that that John puts into it. I remember talking to him earlier in the process about his audition and and you know things that he can do and songs he could prepare and everything. So so he's he's one of my like like hardcore just like workers like he like he's there to get the job done yeah he's gonna have fun along the way but he's just super focused and he just he enjoys the process you know what i mean and he's just you know he's one of the guys he just he loves to be there and i just love his energy so um i'm gonna be so sad he's, to he's see them sneaky go. sneaky very funny too sneaky very funny yeah sneaky like <laughs> under the radar if you hear john cracking jokes like you'll fall out of your seat <laughs> right. very i love it i love it all right let's talk about all right, should, should we talk about Kyle or Leo or both Kyle and Leo? Because we're going to see them together on stage a lot. Uh, I'm just going to refer to both of them as Bruno because I don't want to talk about them. <laughs> oh, my God. So, so all right. So, we're, I don't know. I don't, what do you want to do? Rock, paper? Let's, I'll, let's, I'll, let's I'll tag do Leo. You do, oh, tag. Okay. So, that let's, makes Let's that do makes, it together. They are a joint fixture in this yes. show, if you will. They are Flotsam and Jetsam, Kyle and Leo. And well, Leo Kyle, yeah, because Leo's flotsam and Kyle is jetsam, I think. Yeah, that's right. Yes. So they like already as soon as the castles came out, they knew they were working together. They kind of like did that little side eye to each other, like uh huh, uh huh, yeah, yeah. Already plotting, already plotting. They're asking me, can we be on rollerblades? What kind of costume are we gonna be in? You know, we're we gonna have a headpiece. That already, they're already imagining all the crazy antics that they're gonna be able. And to you're do surprised why? Not, not in the least. <laughs> not in the least. And honestly, when when casting these roles, you look for that. You look for who is gonna have that chemistry where one will not outshine the other. And and I told Leo that because I think Leo was it Leo or Kyle? No, it was Leo that they asked for like feedback on their auditions, and I said and I said we picked you guys as the flotsam jetsam because you know when Kyle brings it Leo matches it when Leo brings it Kyle matches it you know what I mean so so for these two they're like the dynamic duo and not I'm trying to think if they have I know they have sweet child as like their main song but they do sing along with like other stuff with uh, Ursula and whatnot yeah so for for them to be on stage together one can't be the stronger of the two. So I know them just individually as their real selves. Um, one is not drawing more attention than the other. Like, and, and they don't, 
I don't think they do it on purpose. It's just naturally, you know what I mean? Like just when they have conversations and when they get silly with each other, yeah. like, you know, one does not outshine the other. So when they work together on stage and, and they get to play and have fun and, and create their characters, that's going to be quite an and experience. We, we got like a tease of that in Adam's family last year. Yeah. Like a tease. <laughs> right, because Pugsy and Fester, okay, had some funny moments on stage, whether they were apart or together, but to see them now as like a package This is like deal? when you're watching like your favorite show and like you see character development between two and then like the season ends and it goes away for two years, but then they like at the end of the season they give you next season on they're just gonna show Leo and Kyle highlights. <laughs> that's what next season Cause, is because that's where we're going to remember the most and that's where we're going to want to see the most so Levison, th these two i'm telling you they're gonna they're gonna steal the show whenever they're on stage and and i told leo because leo was very adamant like i leo's like i know how to rollerblade like i'm really good at it i think leo used to play hockey or whatever so i'm like okay that's good but w what about kyle <laughs> you know what i mean because like i said i don't want one to outshine the other so kyle's like i can learn i can learn so I, I proposed the idea, and let's see if this happens. Over the Christmas break, I said we should have a day where we meet and have a roller skating party. Yes. Right? <laughs> and I told him, I said, this would kind of be like your callback audition because whoever can't keep themselves up on wheels, we ain't doing it for your costume. Sorry. It, it, would, be, it would be quite funny, though. Because of the the characters that are Flotsman Jetsum, if Leo was on rollerblades and Kyle was just like running really fast, <laughs> which he can do, he runs yes. very well. Yes, with a basketball in hand. Exactly. Or like Leo be in the front and like Kyle's just like you know pulling on the tail and just like oh, whipping Leo so around. Oh, be so funny! Be so funny! I would tell you what, my they... guts would be all over, all over. <laughs> They're they're gonna have fun with the role. Like I said, they're already plotting, uh, plot some jets and plotting. So and they're, they're just they're two funny humans, like in general. In general, life. exactly. And that's and that's what I wanted. You know what I mean? Like it's it's important to bring a little bit of you to the character because even though it is a, a animated character, and you know you don't really have like you know eels that are real life that are gonna be talking, and they're the henchmen to a you know undersea witch, but there's still some humanity in there, you know what I mean? In whatever character you create. So, so to bring their real life, you know, colorful personalities to those two characters, man, they're going to be a riot. I can't mm -hmm. wait. I can't wait. It's going to be so funny. All right. So now, Oh my gosh, these, these all right. I got to talk about, Oh, I don't know. This is like the last three are like, they've been with me forever in a day. Forever in a day. So was Kyle. Um, so that was tough. That, that was, was yeah. That was a dagger through the heart. Oh my god. So yeah. So let me let me segue right to Sebi then, because Kyle Whoa. and Sebastian, they were our princes for, for into the woods. And I'll never forget because you know you 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 rent these costumes so they could do the whole like agony and and they sang it amazingly and again you know great energy, uh, not afraid of the stage at all. Um, but it was like, cause again, they're sixth grade. So they had these like adult size costumes on and it literally looked like the, the jacket swallowed Kyle whole. Yes. It just swallowed him up. Like he's singing agony. You could barely see like his fist cause the sleeve was like so long. And I still look at pictures to this day and I crack up, 
But um, but yeah, these guys have been around forever. And even when they were in elementary school doing the junior version, not elementary, though, in the middle school doing the junior versions, we pulled them from the middle school to do high school shows. So they were in Sister Act. They were in Susicle. Like, what? <laughs> like, these kids have done, like, they got a resume. Don't remind me. <laughs> They got a resume to themselves, and I just I, – I, I'm not going to be able to imagine the Buna stage without them. Nope. Honestly. Honestly, honestly. Like, and there was there was a time where we were afraid of, oh, my gosh, what's COVID going to do? Are we going to be able to have a show? Like, you know, you want these kids to have, like, their their legacy of doing a show every single year. And, and damn sure enough, they had it because we made it happen, and they came out, and wow. They, I can tell you, they, these kids have a resume to their names between – Kyle into the woods. I think he was he was one of the. Um, he was Aladdin. He was Aladdin. Yep. But even like in the high school shows, he, he was, was he was Bert and Mary Poppins. <laughs> right, right. And um, oh my gosh, all the boys together. It was Waylon, uh, Kyle, Kyle, and Sebastian. They were the uh, altar, altar boys. boys. And Caden was the pope. Caden was the pope. <laughs> So we we have so many memories with these kids. So so to say, you know that that they've finally reached the pinnacle and this is their senior show. Like man, what a way to to and it's like unprecedented too because like in my time being with you, I don't know beforehand, but like the amount of shows that I alone am gonna end up doing with Sebastian, Kyle, Caden, Waylon, like yep, it's like I don't know if that'll ever happen again. Yeah, it's crazy because now, um, you know, I, I still keep the program separate. Like, I have the middle school show. I have the high school show. But in those rare instances where we had to pull from the middle school, it was because we needed younger roles and we just needed more uh, help vocally, uh, especially with, you know, the lower uh, voices like tenor and baritone. So, of course, these guys were in choir in middle school, so they already knew, okay, we know how to sing. This is how we read music. Hey, we could we could do a show. So just on a whim, we're like, hey, what what do you think we just add these kids and, and see if that'll work? And I'm telling you, they got bit by the acting bug, and they've never walked away since. Like, these kids love coming out. They they make crazy magic on stage. Sebastian was our piragua guy in the, in the Heights. Um, oh, my God. Lurch. 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 <laughs> Uh. For, the, <laughs> for a role with little to no lines, like a life. scene stealer, every time he, he brought stage. a dead guy back to life, <laughs> like the organ scene, like when he's like playing the organ and then like the cigars. Just oh my gosh, so funny! But like I'm telling you, these kids are not scared to be on stage. They're not scared of the limelight. They're not, you know nervous about what people are gonna think of like they're so super confident and they just love the process that's what i love about them I, it was I jafar and aladdin like right oh my gosh I had, to about him, range. I had to give him dark eyebrows because you know he's a ginger so he had like you know i had to give him like the dark line things like sebastian you want to talk about range like he's played a villain he's played like an anti-hero he's played the hero like he he's hit all the bases and now he plays dad that's going to be sad. That's going to be a sad moment. Yep. Yep. So Sebi. Sebi Sebastian is our King Triton. Um, King Triton is a wow role. Um, 
there's there's a lot of great moments on stage acting wise um that i i don't think we we've really seen from sebastian yet nope. like you know that that fatherly like commanding you know presence and i think now as a senior like he's totally gonna step into that beautifully because you know vocally he's got it we already know that but uh you know again in adams it was the the funny you know, comedic moments as Lurch in the Heights. Again, comedic moments as the Piragua guy. Um, he had the, you know, comedic, like, you know, game show host type of uh, character with um, Corny Collins and Hairspray. So we have not seen a dramatic side of him. And I think with King Triton, the, the scenes with Ariel and the scenes with uh, Sebastian, just that, that torn father just trying to raise his daughters, Sure, you can. Right after you stop interrupting me, um, I think that, I think he has the potential to make some beautiful moments on stage, um, being in that fatherly, um, you know, more more serious dramatic role. And uh, I think vocally it'll be challenging for him, but I like I said, I can't. I, I I have no doubt that he will play this role beautifully and and make these moments on stage memorable and even though it's a different show there's a lot of similarities and like i think it would benefit sebastian to kind of go back and watch in the heights and see how tony attacked the role of kevin oh yeah another there's father a lot figure, of yeah. like similarities there between king triton and ariel and then kevin and nina where like you know he's just trying to be the good dad trying to do what he thinks is right yeah but yep. it's not necessarily the best thing for the daughter and then you have the mother figure in in the heights who is kind of like sebastian in a sense like in a weird underwater way <laughs> that you're that second parent yeah to so help him out. i think that could benefit sebastian in a role that he's not necessarily attacked before but i know like he has the capability to knock it out of the park and then yeah. just to like put added emphasis on it there's a teaching tool for you to kind of like approach it Right, right. And Sebastian has done shows outside of Buna, so I think his experience working, you know, uh, you know, in those other venues has given him a lot of range as far as like how to prepare for a role and 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 how to approach um, you know, this the whole rehearsal rehearsal process and everything. And he always comes prepared, ready to work, um, you know, always asking for notes you know, asking, you know, did I do that right? Or, or how do you want me to do this? And so there's always that, you know, like I, I want to take it to the next level. I want to take it to, I'm not, I'm not just happy with, you know, this, I want to, I want to keep improving. So I think him coming with that attitude, I already know that it's going to be like, you know, these moments with my tissues in hand. Um, because they're they're hard moments to talk about you know what i mean like he there's a i mean everybody knows the movies there's a point where he you know destroys everything that has ever meant anything to his daughter and and you know pushes her away and that's and that's a hard moment to to really play it's a hard moment to watch as an audience member and i think you know some immature actors might not take it in a serious sense and they might laugh it off like it's not an important part but i think it's a it's a pinnacle part a pivotal i can't use the wrong word it's a pivotal moment in the show where um that that role is just so important in how that 
I don't know how that, how the, I guess how the story turns with mm-hmm. Ariel, because she's, she's obviously looking for something more that he can't provide. You know what I mean? Like he, she doesn't feel like she belongs. You know, that world is the only world he's ever known. And his world is already broken because he doesn't have his wife and he's trying to hold whatever he has left together. You know what I mean? So I just, I love doing character studies with the kids so they can kind of think of it from a new direction and to also understand all the different avenues that you can research your character from you know because yeah you you take it from the the disney standpoint where it's yeah it's just a cartoon and it's just this you know other character and we're really talking about her but it, it's really not like it's a it's a more fleshed out story in the musical the the original movie was only like an hour 15 minutes long whereas the musical is two and a half hours so we learn more about these these important characters and and why ariel is the way she is because of them so yeah i i don't know i i'm, I'm talking a lot about triton because i think i think it's an i think it's an underrated role sometimes I don't, sometimes people just think it's, it's just a story about her and it's, it's, it's really not, you know what I mean? There's more, there's more to it than that. And, and he plays a huge part of it. And there's a, there's the, oh my God, the quartet. The quartet is where literally it's almost like the intersection of all these characters and where their common thread is. And, and Triton's lyrics in that quartet, because we hear a little bit of it in the first half in his, his it's called Triton's Lament. Um, so we hear a little bit of his backstory there and, and why he feels the way he feels toward Ariel. But then to hear it again threaded together with the quartet, it's just like, wow, you know? And, and once you see it staged, I think it'll be, a, you know, one of these moments with like, tissues in hand i might just need a bucket that's what i need i'm just gonna need a bucket under my chin and just like capture all my tears and sebastian's also uh taking on another role this year too that i was informed of on monday night he's joining my social media squad and helping me run the twitter word yes he, i know because this is a this is a direct quote from all this stuff lexi lee sebastian said quote i'm giving this twitter a revamp <laughs> I said, please help me, brother. Please do, yes. If they come up with another social media account, I mean, holy cow, we got the Facebook, we got the Instagram, we got the Twitter, we got the TikTok. Is there a Snapchat even? I don't even know. Please there was in the past, but I don't know. I don't even know. But listen, if, if you don't know what's going on with Buna Drama Club, get out from underneath the rock you're living under because they, they we're all over the socials, we're all over the internet. And these kids, they, I'm telling you, they post every stinking day. So thankfully, he's on that Twitter. And yes, you can revamp it with my permission because, uh, yeah, your, your girl wasn't doing a good job. I was a little busy. <laughs> All right. So who are we talking about next? I mean, the one and only Julie Goo. <gasps> Julie Goo. All right. For those of you who don't know. Julie Goo was a uh, social media thing. Her too. social media thing, yeah, that was her. Julie Goo, there it is. <laughs> it randomly generated, it was like Julie Goo, like and a whole bunch of numbers. And a whole bunch of numbers. <laughs> I was yeah, like, all the kids, like, all the kids were so new at Twitter. They're like, how do I make a Twitter? Okay, and then we made it. Like, and then... Julie, we got to change this Twitter handle. There's way too many numbers in this thing. <laughs> you got binary code in your Twitter handle. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So Julie Goo. Oh my gosh. Do I have a picture? I do. Wait, wait for it. 
I went, do I have the picture? Oh, it's got to be here somewhere. Julie gave me a picture of us. Oh my God, is it back here? No, I missed it. It's got to be somewhere. She gave me a picture. I had to take it down because I had to move things around on my desk, but I literally had it posted. She gave me a picture when we did a Disney-themed talent show in the middle school. And she dressed as Anna from Frozen, and I dressed as Ursula. This, this is what I dressed as. Yes. Homegirl Ursula. And we took a picture, and she literally looks like an infant because she was so young. And I looked a crazy mess because, you know, I had the whole get up with that hair and wig and all that whatnot. But to look at that picture and then to see her now, and I'm like, wow. Like, this this girl has done it all. She's She's done every talent show. I think every lip sync show in the middle school, every variety show, like this girl does not turn away from any performance opportunity ever, 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 ever. And she's, she's another one that does stuff outside of school too. Mm -hmm. Like I think she's done some like summer camps and she's done some community theater stuff and she dances outside cheer, like competition cheer. Like, like this girl loves the spotlight and you can totally tell. Miss Tri-City. Yes, Miss Tri-City. She does her little pageants and everything. We were so happy when she won her title. And like I said, she's just she's a, a beautiful spirit inside and out. Um, so funny. So funny. <laughs> her like, laugh when, is contagious. When I showed up to <laughs> rehearsal on Monday, she's like, oh, my God, KB, I almost wore that same flannel. We would have met. <laughs> and Julie was our um, Yolanda in, in the Heights. <laughs> Our Yolanda and, of course, our Morticia in Adam's family. So for those of you who came out to those, they were amazing shows. And Julie comes back to us for Scuttle this year. And for me, it was a squawk. The squawk, hands down. Of course, they had to squawk for their audition. Um, sang the song amazingly. Had her little, you know her little touch of her seagull dialect or whatever and just like i said just like comedy upon comedy upon comedy and she she moves so well she's a dancer again she's gonna be tapping for this one she's danced her whole stinking life i think so she has no problem with that and um she's just she's a funny character you know what i mean so i just think it's perfect it's perfect for her to to be scuttle and to bring that character to life and and have us literally in stitches i want to say she was another into the woods wow i want to say yes oh god we're going way way back this was like a million years ago 17 baby yeah i want to say she was yep and then Aladdin, for sure. Yes. She was one of uh, Jasmine's friends. Yeah, because they sang the uh, these was palace she in Mary walls. Poppins? She was the nanny, the evil nanny in Mary Poppins. Yep. So there we go. Another another uh, vintage. Yes. And I'll never forget in these palace walls for Aladdin. It was like this, like three part harmony or whatever that they had to sing and. Julie was like the 
hardcore alto in that and her harmonies were like on fire amazing and i was like oh my god it just sounds so good and you know for middle school like if you're not in uh, you're not a choir kid that's hard to do mm-hmm. if you're not like a trained singer and you don't you know sing on a daily basis or, or you know sing with multiple parts on a regular it, it's hard to accomplish so so julie was always a choir kid um always singing like i said before and she just always just nailed it every single time and it's just like now she's now she's a senior. Yuck. Dang it. Yuck, exactly. Yuck. All right. We've come to Ariel. Do we have to? No, this is where we end the episode. Thanks, right, guys. Bye. <laughs> For the third time. For the third time. Yes. All right. So Lexi Lee Esquilin. So this is our the second half of our Esquilin uh, sibling duet. Um Came to us eighth grade. So she didn't do sixth grade, seventh grade shows. Eighth grade was Jasmine. Audition, got Jasmine, was great. And then Hairspray was another one. Um, that Her freshman year was the first year we did the drama program through the theater class. So she was an almost main. And then we did, of course, Christmas Carol after that. We did In the Heights. of. Adams, she was Wednesday. Like so again, she's got she's just in our one X. In the one X. Yeah. Story about the one X. Um, so Lexi's one of the seniors in my class that is not even earning credit for the class. I think she literally has lunch fourth period. So she'll go to the lunchroom, she'll grab her lunch, come back, and she'll just be in the theater class, not earning any credit, whatever. But she just wants to be there. And and Julie does the same thing, Kevin does the same thing, Kylie does the same thing. These kids just they just love theater. So they come from uh, lunch or they come from study hall. And and with Lex, she um, she was supposed to be just the student um, director for the 1X because the 1X are meant for the theater class to earn credit for the class and whatever. So I figured if you're not really enrolled in the class, it's not fair to take a role from another student. Well, unfortunately, we had an incident where a student, you know, medically was not cleared to perform. So Lexi had to learn the role in about two days. <laughs> Among many other kids who had to learn roles in under two days because, you know, who was sick, who was out, who couldn't commit, whatever, whatever the case may be. Um, But like I said, this is another kid that doesn't shy away from the spotlight, just has a genuine love for theater, you know, wants to do well, constantly wants feedback. And like that's I mean, all of these kids, not just Lex, all of these kids who who have that desire to just be better like that's the kind of kid you want to direct because you know sometimes you get a kid that's just so locked into i want to do it this way and this is how i see myself whereas these kids are like blank canvases you know what i mean and and last year like i mentioned before was the first year we did the rising star awards and you know kyle got some great feedback lexi got great feedback julie Sebastian, like I'm telling Leo, like all of our seasoned performers, our, our seniors now, got amazing feedback. So I, I told them, I mean, unfortunately, we didn't get a nomination, but we were like literally like point, maybe two points away from getting like a nomination. I said, guys, like this is the year. Like you, you, all of you can step it up and, and get some recognition this year. So, so when the opportunity became available, um, to, to register, I, I jumped on it because I knew I said, this is something we definitely want to continue doing. Um, because if anybody could get 
a nomination. It's literally one of the eight seniors we just mentioned, including Lexi. If not all. Uh, if not all of them, honestly, because, I mean, they, they adjudicate on, on multiple things, like our costumes, our lights, our set, you know what I mean? But they do individual performances, they do ensemble performances, and, and most of the feedback we got was, you know, like, these kids were just in it. They were in the moment. They were committed. They, they had great stage presence. Their their pitch was great. You know what I mean? And and I think just because it was our first year doing it, you know, maybe, you know, the the video quality that we sent wasn't the best for them to consider. So, so I'm thinking of all these different things now to, to, I guess, up their chances of being more seriously considered, but their performances were top tier, you know? And, and like I said, like the, the point values that came back on these, on these, uh, uh, what do you call it? The evaluation forms. I said, wow. And, and, and this is when you were like juniors and, and sophomores, some of you. Yeah. Now that you stepped it up into, into this year, yeah, you you're gonna you're gonna be hearing Buena Regional High School's name on that list for sure. I'm I'm calling it right now. Absolutely. So when should we order a trophy case? <sighs> well, I do have to say that um I might not want it in a trophy case. I might just like carry it around with me. I'll just like I like that. I love is. the confident cockiness. Yeah. <laughs> also when you brought up that Julie uh, that picture of you and Julie, does that mean for Glam Saturday, you're just dressing up as Anna this year? <laughs> and doing a little role reversal? Oh my god, crazy. No, listen, for Glam, for Glam Saturday, dude, I don't even know. We're doing a two-doche. So that's like... Does that mean two-alpha-che? Dude... <laughs> Are we going America's Got Talent quick changing? Yes. On our, gonna, on our on our Selly Aida grind. I'm gonna be like the Tyra Banks from like you know Dance with the Stars, a costume change every commercial break. We're gonna be like Selly and Aida. Yes, I think we still have that thing. The the hey, what do you call you it? Go. The the costume rack. You want to talk but, about um, the strongest suit? It was that. Right. Oh my gosh. I might need a strongest suit just to keep me upright because I'm going to be so dead tired from this whole project. Oh my gosh. But honestly, we're, we're taking it uh, to a whole other level this year because in years past, it's always been, you know, I'll, I'll kind of like give a design for like the set or whatever, like an idea is what I want it to look like. And then we have a whole bunch of like parent volunteers to kind of come together and be like, okay, we could build it this way. It could look like this and get some supplies, throw it together, throw some paint. And here's your set. Um, we actually have a set designer this year. So I do not have to do that part. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Super happy about that. Because here's my thing. My name, it says Carbondelia Bryant, comma, director. I just want to direct. I, I want to get in these kids' heads, and I want them to have the correct tools to prepare their the character, do their character study, you know, and I, and I want to, I want to, work more in the process directly with the kids. You know what I mean? Like it's so much easier to like, oh, here, you're doing the costumes? Here, you handle that. Oh, you're doing the set? Here, you handle that. Then everyone else could do what they do best and then make it part of the the whole Their world. production. Yeah. I can't stand it. See, I tried to avoid it. You went there. Yes. Yes, here we go. We're just going to keep a tally. That was two so far? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> two puns. But yeah, but honestly, like it's when you when you thin yourself out and you and you're trying to do the jobs of multiple people, like some of the 
the more finite details get lost. And I feel like I'm doing the kids a disservice if I, if I'm not doing the thing I should be doing. Like I should be directing them, you know, I should be working with them constantly on, you know, making their performance the best it could possibly be. And you know what? I get a rating too for, for rising stars. And I, I was literally like middle of the road. It was like scale of like, I don't know, like one through five or something like that. And it was like three, 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 three. And I'm like, eh, that's okay. But like, I want like the best score. You know what I mean? So I, I feel like if I'm worried so much about what the set looks like, what the costumes look like, like I, I can't really zone in on what is truly important, which I feel is the, the performance. I mean, the, the costumes in the set could look amazing, but if they're not delivering the lines correctly or if they're not really living the character, it's going to be a, you know, subpar performance. And I don't want that. You know, I, I want it to be absolute top tier. And I and also think when, when our set wins like best in show, like I should be called up alongside our set designers because I have to submit the photos of that. Oh, uh, yes. So I should be part of the the walk off stage music award acceptance <laughs> situation right. get to hold the trophy all that kind of stuff as you should because honestly we have to submit like dozens of pictures Man. of everything it was like yeah what the the things last year it was like 10 pictures of this 10 pictures of that and like i said we were newbies so we never did that before so that was almost kind of like an afterthought. We're like, oh, did we get a picture of this? Oh, let's just throw it in the file. Did we get a picture of all the wigs? Did we get a picture of all the costumes? So it was a mishmash of everything, which I think, again, probably made us maybe score, you know, lesser than what we would have. But now we know. We, we got one under our belt. So we, we coming for you. We coming for you, Rising Stars. We want that recognition. You know what's kind of crazy, too? Yes. I was just doing some, some finger counting math in my head. This is show not including uh, the plays and everything. This is okay. strictly musicals. Just musicals. Okay. This is number 13 for me. Really? Yeah. I don't like that number. Can we add the plays just so it's not the <laughs> No, if we add the plays, it's 16. <laughs> oh, sweet 16. Okay, I can do that. Because <laughs> we it. did Almost Main, we did Christmas Carol, and then the one act. The one acts, yeah. I just, I love that the program is expanding. I absolutely love that because I remember once upon a long time ago when I was their age, um, we literally had one musical in my four years at Buna and it was my senior year. Yeah. Because it just, we either didn't have the person to run it or it just wasn't an interest or whatever the reasons were, you know what I mean? But I mean, we had choir, we had band, but it was never really like a, a, you know, a big time production that anyone looked forward to. So then once we kind of, you know, were introduced to that, hey, this could be an annual thing, then it kind of started growing. And and we were on the uptick with that for a while. And of course, COVID, and we had to kind of bounce back from there. But I don't think we've had any, oh gosh, any less than 20, 25 people in a cast. And, I mean, to me, that's a decent-sized cast. Like, we've had, like, 30, 40, 50, 60 when we did uh, Susicle. But, again, that was, like, elementary, middle, and high school. That was, like, crazy. Probably never do that again. Um, but, like I said, it's it's grown. And the interest has grown. Like, the like I've talked to people in the community. Like, they'll just see me, like, in the supermarket and be like, oh, what's the what's the high school doing this year? Like, so so people are excited for our program, and I love that. And I love that alumni come back and, they, and they're still, 
you know, linked with us on the socials and they'll comment on this. And then, oh my gosh, like Emma, Emma commented. I, I posted on Facebook, you know, about our show. We made the announcement. Oh, Little Mermaid, February 2023, blah, 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 blah. And she literally said, I know people in this show. So of course I have to come out and support you guys. And she does because she came back for our alumni show with All Together Now. So so just to have that connection and that constant just, you know, link to our program. I mean, like, Emma's graduated. Oh, You're gosh. before me. It was 20 2011. 11. Yeah. You know what I mean? So so for her to be kind of like LinkedIn and, you know, oh, wait, I, I, I'm ready for a pun. You ready for it? She was fish hooked into coming back being in another show <laughs> but then but then now she she comes back for stuff and she's just like excited and i know this kid and i remember seeing this kid in here and and so I, you know and she's one of many alumni who come back but she was probably the one that was you know from from not so recent years that we kind of reconnected with which i thought was amazing and now it's like a now it's like a thing now she knows like hey every february coming out to see buna show and and now that it's you know, finally, no COVID regulations. We don't have to socially distance. We don't have to limit our seating. Um, I said, go big or go home. We're doing four shows. And everyone looked at me like I was crazy, including Baker. Baker was like, oh, my God, we need an orchestra for four shows. Yes, yes, we do. Yep. Yes, we do. And and this is why we need your support, because live orchestra is the only way to go. And no, I'm sorry. I, I said it. I said it. And I'll say it again. Live orchestra. It's a, it's a totally different experience. We cannot Steve Aoki the Little Mermaid. <laughs> and I get it. Like, you know, some some venues don't have the space for a live orchestra. Some, you know, schools and community theaters, they don't have the budget for a live orchestra. And I get that. But I feel like in a school where you have a large cast, like, you know, 30 plus kids or whatever, um, like give them the true experience of live theater. You know what I mean? Like live theater is everything. It's not just singing and dancing. It's the instruments as well. It's the, it's the orchestra. It's the, you know, musicians bringing all of that to life. And, and it's, it's, it's just different. You know what I mean? Like we, we did two shows that had, um, you know, pre-dubbed music and, and I've been told by audience members, it was just like, oh, this year you didn't, you didn't get an orchestra this year. And, you know, one year it was because of budget cuts and other, not budget cuts, but like we just didn't have the budget from the previous year because of, um, when was it? It was a nine to five. We had to cancel a show. So our ticket sales weren't what they were projected to be. So then the following year kind of suffered because we didn't have the budget for it. Um, that was the AIDA year. And then, of course, in the Heights was our COVID year. So again, numbers, we couldn't have a lot of people. So we had to do the pre-recorded music. So in those two instances, people literally. This is where I give a dirty look to the intercom speaker. For those of you who can't see me right now giving that the deaths there. So, you know, in those years where we actually had to do the pre-dub music, um, I, I was approached by audience members, parents, you know, other kids who have seen shows. And they're just like, man, it was, it was different this year because, you know, we didn't have that live orchestra. Or it was like, oh, imagine if we had a live orchestra, what it would sound like. And I feel like some of the kids who were in those shows kind of missed that. Um, you know, unless they were in previous years or future years where we did have a live orchestra and they can kind of compare the experience. But I've asked kids before and, you know, and I would ask, hey, which do you want? Do you want live? Do you want pre-recorded? And they hands down like 100% of the time, 
kids love performing with the orchestra. Just sits probe alone. Like if there's any save the date that these kids want to know, it's sits probe. They don't want to miss sits probe. I mean, they can. It's kind of mandatory. But um, they they not know kind of it, mandatory. It is it is mandatory. mandatory. So they uh, they come just like ready and waiting. And I'm telling you, when that orchestra, when that baton drops, and they just hit that for oh my god, like the kids are like like the the tears are welling up and like you hear it's an audible gasp and they're like oh my god like it's real like it's all coming real to them and and just to see their excitement and to be able to sing along with them and you know they've had experiences with you know just talking to some of the musicians and 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 making adjustments here and there and just being able to do it live and in person i mean you can't ad adjust a pre-recorded thing it's just pause play pause play where it's when it's a real life person that's like oh i'm going to slow this down here or i'm going to cue you here or take your time on this note because i'm not going to go until you go like it's so it adds so much to the level of the performance as an actor and as an audience member, because it's just, it's that much more organic. And I just, I love that about live theater. And I just, it's nothing, you can't compare it to anything else. Can't Plus, I got to say about our program as a whole, like, in a, a town like Buna, New Jersey, that is a regional high school, that is, you know, it's small. Yeah. We, we got a Wikipedia page. We got a <laughs> Wikipedia write-up that somebody needs to go in that pays for Wikipedia to go in and update because it hasn't been updated since 2018. But we got a Wikipedia page. So I'm like, shocked that we have a Wikipedia page. I'm shocked. Add that are to we, though? <laughs> are we, though? Thinking about alumni who, who have that ability that probably went in and did it, not surprised. Also very funny that the marching band is like it's in the arts section of just Buna High School. And uh, Mr. Littleton's name is name dropped in there. We need to Fantastic. update ours so we can name drop you. Of course. In the yes. write up. I love it. I love it. We're out there. So we we exist. I'm telling you, we exist. We're ready. We are, like I said, growing our audience, our online audience, growing our in-person audience. And I, I, I think everyone's going to be pleasantly surprised with what these kids put together. Absolutely. I, I also just had a brain blast that we'll talk about once we sign off. Um, uh -oh. Just because of a small pocket of alumni that we know their current location uh of where they reside i just had a very fun brain blast so nice tune in next episode <laughs> which should we give them a tease about what we could potentially be talking about next episode oh wow there's so many things what have what have we mentioned so far went through the cast we went through the cast um we haven't selected our crew yet. That's probably going to be, I would say, in the next couple of weeks. I usually put out a um, uh, application online to Which see Which will be in the description and everything. It'll be in yep. all of our social media links. Like, So if you want to be part of the crew. Yeah, because honestly, it's going to be a monster show. Sets moving left and right. Backdrops sliding in left and right. Spotlights going all over the place. So, yeah, we're going to need some bodies to help behind the scenes. Um, you know, costume makeup. So if you've got any of those skills... Come see me, cause I uh, I'm gonna put that form out there so everyone can uh, apply for those roles. Um, but yeah, future episodes. Gosh, like we gotta get with our alumni. Um, we're, we're talking we'll about have cast members on. Sure. Yeah, we gotta make sure we we highlight them and, and Lex, ask them what Lex they're excited about. Me, she said to me, "Yo, when am I getting on this podcast, KB? I'm a oh, senior God. and I still haven't been on." Well, that's what you got to wait till you're a senior. I know, maybe. We'll do an episode with our junior sophomores. Yeah. Yeah. 
but I was dying. She's like, when am I getting on this podcast, KB? It's been too long. <laughs> well, we did do a senior spotlight for In the Heights, didn't we? Yeah. We had some of the seniors, like, you know, interviewed or whatever. So here's, here's what I'm thinking, though. I, it, I think... I think with these kids, you kind of have to give them something to kind of think about so they're not just, like, flying off the seat of their pants off the cuff. So so maybe we'll pose a question to them in advance so that way they can kind of, you know, gather their thoughts and, and well, share. One little... thing you can look forward to on our video social media channels, Twitter, yes. Instagram, TikTok. Right I here. pose this to Lex. Uh, we are – I have recently acquired a, a mini mic as you guys saw in the first 15 minutes of this episode, uh, we're going to be doing finish the lyric videos with all of the Wait, cats. I love that. And they have to figure out uh, the lyrics of different songs from the little mermaid, etc. And uh, it's going to be very, very funny. I'm a huge fan of that. Yes. We have to do that soon. Cause that's, that's definitely an episode I want to be a part of. Oh my gosh. But hey, if for any of our listeners, if you have ideas of what you would like to hear on our future episodes, by all means, let us know. Yes, leave a five-star review. It helps the show grow. It helps us get back on those charts. Oh, yes. Because we're back. Season three already. And I'm telling you, it's going to fly by. So keep up with us. Make sure you're subscribing, sharing the podcast. And like I mentioned before, we might be dropping some... Uh, I don't know, some promo codes or maybe some little inside tidbits you might want to know when you're ordering your tickets online. Um, but here's here's my little word of advice when you order your tickets. You ready? Public sale starts on December 17th. Okay, so mark that in your calendar. Um, stay tuned because I will drop that promo code for advanced ticket access. But when you order your tickets, five is your lucky number. Fifth row and back. The best balance of sound and visual in the auditorium. Guaranteed. Fifth row and back. Because our orchestra is huge. It's like a 16-piece orchestra. Okay? So for one person to be in front of an entire six-piece orchestra, like, the, the, the arms are going every which way. All right? So if you are about five, six rows back, it is the perfect spot to be. You're able to see. And me personally, I like sitting way, 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 way in the back. Like I'm almost like next to Jack or like behind Jack working the sound. Because um, I just like to take in everything. And I'm telling you, we're, we're looking at crazy backdrops. Our set designer is already sketching these amazing things. So you, you don't want to be like up close and personal. You want to see like that grand like panoramic view of the entire stage we're gonna have you know 20 plus kids on there singing all at the same time so you want to take in these these stage images that we're creating with a um you know just like a a, a specific lens and you and you want to make sure that you're in that juicy spot where you can hear everything balance perfectly and you're not um you know, having to like move your head left and right to actually take in the whole stage. So that that's my personal preference. Fifth row and back. I have a perfect way for us to end this episode too. Oh right? my gosh, go. Um, so this is a popular thing around this time of year, and we just got ours. We have okay. the official 2022 Curtain Talk Spotify wrapped. Oh, that's right! I saw that in because my email. Because they do wrapped for podcasts as <gasps> well, not just your okay. music listening preferences. So I have. The whole thing. It is a 10-piece slideshow, which is more than any of the podcasts Wait. that I produce. Um, 
So I can go through here and read off everything for you. I was going to your... say, like, tell people what this, like, Spotify Wrapped is. So Spotify Wrapped, if you use Spotify as your music listening thing, you probably see it all the time on people's, like, Instagram stories, social media, where they're sharing, like, their top music they listen to, top artists. And it's a, a cool way that Spotify curates, like, all of your content from the year that was. And they're doing a better part because, obviously, like, streaming music, it's not the best way to, you know, listen to your music for the creators, like, for those artists. So now... Like your top uh, artists on your Spotify rap, they're now showing you like, oh, hey, here's this cool T-shirt on this, you know, performer on this artist's website. So you can go buy their merch and stuff like that. So they're doing a much better way of like helping the artists and stuff. But now there's also Spotify rap for podcasts where podcasters can see, you know, all the, the data and everything from the year that was, see where their podcast was most listened to, their top episode of the year, the week that, like, was the biggest for them and everything. Uh, so I am starting so here. I'm curious now. First slide. We, okay. In 2022, we created 317 minutes of new content. That's 87% more of other creators in the arts category so we were in the top 13 percent of minutes curated uh so shout out to us we like to talk about ourselves <laughs> <laughs> uh and then next up on the slide here uh i'm gonna ask you this one this is a okay. fun one so this is, there's three options can you guess our number one episode of 2022 the options are BRHS Adams Family Finale. Smile for your headshot. Or happy, sad, and blocking through it. Oh, wow. Wait, the, so you said the Adams wrap up. Correct. Or the smile the, for your headshot. Correct. Or happy, sad, and blocking through it. Oh, my gosh. The most listened to? That was our. This will be our number one episode of 2022. I'm gonna go happy, sad. Try again. Dang. The wrap up. Correct. I was gonna say if it, if I was wrong again, I was gonna drop the mic and walk out. The so how many? How many, talk, how many the curtain talk BRHS Adams Family finale. Uh, had 247% more streams than the average episode. Oh my god, wow. Yeah. Okay, listeners, thank you. So they wanted to hear us wrap it up. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, We're wrapped on our wrap. I think this is one of your favorite categories. Uh, this is the, your podcast loves to travel. So this is, uh, you know, the globalization of curtain talk. Wow. Okay. Uh, our top country was the United States, so okay, that's big time. Makes sense. Uh, guesses for where we'll end up next year, though. Wait, guesses or like actual? Yeah. Like, where do you think like we'll be listened to next year, along with the United States? Because obviously, in the Heights, there's a lot of like cultural diversity. A lot of people were listening. It's the first year, right. so we were in different countries there. But if you had to put a a guess on where on the map next year when we're looking in 2023 who's going to be alongside the u.s i'm going to go with florida that's part of the u.s you're right <laughs> for now, for now. <laughs> <laughs> are you predicting that's, the future that florida is going to secede middle, from the 50 states that's a middle school question florida <laughs> or california 
next year, Florida, it's just gonna be the Bugs Bunny meme of cutting Florida off. And it's gonna be its own <laughs> right, thing. right, right, right. Oh my gosh. Oh, like outside the U.S. Goodness gracious, where are we gonna be? Where are we gonna be? I'm gonna say. I don't know. I'm going to guess somewhere in the Caribbean. The, the, uh, really? Because it's the Little uh, Mermaid. I I'm just guess, going on. There's a lot of ocean. I guess. Yeah. I mean, that would be your safest guess. Dark Horse, Australia. Oh, wow. That's really random. Again, a lot of ocean. I was going to go with like, I don't know, like the Netherlands or like somewhere like in Europe. I don't know. They tend be... to jump on like some of our podcasts for underground, like the UK, Ireland, uh, Ooh, Scotland. Ireland, like, nice. There's a lot of different ones. I've never been there. I need to travel. Either. I've but never I left need... the country, so. Well, I, I need to travel more because supposedly I think Florida is still like outside of the country. <laughs> I'm so freaking tired right now. They, uh, this one's fun because this was, you know finale week from february 27th to march 5th we had 81 percent more listeners compared to the average week nice i was going into show week and wrapping up uh i'm gonna pose this question to you what are curtain talk listeners like exactly this is kind of just spotify's uh generated uh personality trait for our listeners oh did they give us an option yeah, they're going to generate it right now. Our listeners' personality is, oh, this is different than all of the podcasts I've been a part of. <laughs> uh, so Keeping the podcast personality toes. is the adventurer. Uh, your listeners venture out into the unknown, searching for fresher podcasts and gems yet to be found. Into the unknown. Sorry. I That's just love back. that song. <laughs> Uh, our fans are a dedicated bunch as well. I love this when this pops up on a Spotify wrapped. Uh, here we go. 16% of 2021 listeners joined us again this year from 2020. Word. In 2021. So that's exciting. So they stuck around, uh, which means we had a whole bunch of new listeners as well. Yay. 33% uh, of our listeners listened to most of our episodes. And this one's, this one's kind of long. They might log off after a while. <laughs> Unless you want that promo code, you better stick around. Yep, exactly. Enticing. <laughs> and we had 25% more followers this year than we did. Oh, that's awesome. Nice. Okay. And then Come the on, man. This, we're we're like an infant compared to the world of podcasts. But yes. this is like, we're, we're the infant, but yet we're like the trailblazer because not a lot of high school drama programs are doing this. So... We this is my favorite that. one. We are a top 10 podcast for seven of our listeners. We're a top podcast for five of our listeners. Word. And we are the number one podcast for three of our listeners. I love it. That's probably me, you, and Lex. <laughs> <laughs> she's waiting for that episode that she's going to be on. I so then the it. final tally here, numbers-wise, from Spotify Wrapped. They made our special something for us, which just shows all of our data on a little cube thing. Sweet. Uh, so we did six episodes last year, which I feel like we will increase that tenfold. Uh, 317 minutes and then 25% increase in listeners from 2021. So shout out to everybody that listened. To yeah. All the Adams Family podcast. And like I said, we're starting so much earlier this year. Like this is like, you know, we're, we're getting like 
big opportunity to to bring you guys more content and more behind the scenes stuff because now you know i feel like last year we were kind of like so pressed for we gotta get this done and this done and this done and then we were like scrambling almost at the last minute between set and whatnot but like now we, we got a little breathing room you know what i mean so we can we can think of like these amazing episodes to bring you you know schedule some time so you can you know have a listen to some of our uh feedback from our cast you know, and just, we didn't you know, even we didn't even announce the show until December fifth last year. Yeah, like that. I'm so telling like, you, like December fifth this year, I think was like our first, our second rehearsal because I think we that met was literally on Monday. Yeah, literally Monday, right? So we had already had auditions, had callbacks, you know, had our crazy thread texting between all the directors to finalize the cast, made the announcement, and then um. We didn't announce speaking, the. Speaking of announcement, we didn't even talk about the cast until December twentieth. Wow, like literally before so. Christmas break. Yeah, so here we are. We're already like three weeks ahead of that. So yeah, we have we have the potential to bring you even more content, which is all the more reason to stick around and um, you know share the love. Yeah, so make sure you guys subscribe, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Uh, follow us on the socials at Buna Drama Club. I think that's across everything. Uh, and then stay tuned because podcast might be viewable on YouTube very, very soon. Word. Um, and and then, speaking of share the love, the promo code. Let them hear it. I think it's time. So your promo code, and, and let me be clear with the promo code. It's not a discount. It's basically just e early, early, access. Yeah, it's early access to ticket sales. Now, typically, we always do this for our, our cast members and their families and whatnot. We're on our Taylor all... Swift grind, given that early <laughs> access code. <laughs> right. Just without the scandal. Yeah. Yeah. So we have, um, we started our pre-sale with the promo code on December 1st. It is now December 2nd. We have almost 100 tickets sold just in these seven days so if you want to be part of that exclusive group to get your tickets your promo code is all lowercase no space brhs mermaid that's it there's you the official to, hashtag too it is the official hashtag so now whenever you make a post you go online you get your tickets show ticks for you.com search buna all of our events will come up and you're going to use that promo code to access those early tickets, BRHS Mermaid. And cool thing, when you go to showticksforyou.com and you search Buna, all of our events will show up. So if you want to support our dance program, we already have our January winter um, recital posted there. So you can grab tickets for that. Uh, and we have some other mermaid-related events that are posted as well. And we're going to have pre-sales for those too. Um, you can, like I said, get tickets for the actual show with that promo code. But then other events to save the date for we have our character meet and greet which i'm excited for that's going to be like a week before we open so i'm i think i'd like to promote that event for like our our, our little you know theater goers who might not be able to sit through an hour or two hour performance so you know bring them on by to come meet the cast and character that would be fun and then another event that we're having is our annual breakfast buffet so all those things are online and you can um Ignore that announcement one more time. But definitely go on our website, check out those dates, save the dates. But the one date you definitely don't want to delay is the date that you choose to pick your tickets. Because uh, these tickets are going like hot cakes. And unfortunately, I have to block off the entire front row for the or orchestra. So sorry, you can't be all up in the, you know, 
edge of the stage. Think, think of it as a, a movie theater. You don't want to sit in the front row at a movie theater. No, because then you're like, you know, your heads like this. Right. You know what I mean? But I, we have a very beautiful auditorium. So literally anywhere you see, sit is going to be great. Um, but like I said, you the, the, we have a big cast. All right. So about, you know, 22 kids already have family and friends buying their tickets. So you want to make sure you are part of that exclusive group. So get your tickets, subscribe, and uh, I think it's time for you to say the line. <gasps> Here it is. Cue the blackout.